success, a life of accomplishment, a life of prosperity and peace, a good life, a blessed life. Secret will bring you to a life of incredible happiness and joy. And I'm even willing to share my secret with you. How much is it worth to you? Uh, what deal can we make? What, what price would you be willing to pay for this secret that promises success, accomplishments, achievements, the good, blessed, joyful life? What would you be willing to pay? Those things that I described, I think those are universal th- things we pursue in our life. They're the kinds of things that colleges and universities, they hold out as promises to students, right? That they will deliver to them a quality education, knowledge, skills that they will acquire so that they can have a successful life. That's what they hold before high school students and others to recruit them to come to their campuses. So I thought, how much do they charge? And I looked up a few. Did you know that colleges and universities like Vassar, Boston College, USC, what else I got here? Tufts University, Northwestern, Johns Hopkins. Do you know that they charge over $60,000 a year? And that's just tuition. That doesn't even include your room and board. It doesn't include your textbooks, all the supplies that you need, food. It doesn't include collegiate apparel, so you fit the parts, right? You add all of that in, and it's probably about $75,000 a year. This sounded pretty good for me. $75,000 a year, undergraduate degree is going to cost you $300,000? I could pad my pockets with that this morning. So, perfect, $300,000 for my secret. In fact, I'll make you a deal. 200,000 for my secret. But maybe, as I mentioned, colleges and universities, maybe you're thinking that that really isn't necessarily the path to a successful life. Colleges and universities, sure, they will give you knowledge, but knowledge alone isn't really enough. You need real-life experiences, right? Or maybe you need to find a a mentor, somebody who can walk you on this path. Because success and accomplishment, a blessed life, a prosperous life, it's not just one thing. It's a path. It's step by step. It's every single day. So maybe you need to find that mentor. To gain true wisdom. Wisdom is about making the right decisions at the right times in the right circumstances, with the right motives, and the right outcomes every time. But for that, you need more than just knowledge. You you need somebody who who can share with you that knowledge that you aren't going to gain in a stuffy classroom, or a boring professor, or lecture hall. Let me just ask you, What is your 
definition of wisdom. Because that's why we're here. Pursuing the path of wisdom. That's what this entire worship series is going to be all about for the next several weeks. We want to gain wisdom, and we're going to look at the book of Proverbs. And maybe you know that the book of Proverbs, it is a collection of wise sayings. And maybe you also know that the book of Proverbs, it's very different from many other books in the Bible because the book of Proverbs, it isn't written as of history, talking through God's people and, and their life. It, it isn't spoken as a prophet, God's spokesperson to his people in a very specific time with a very specific, definite historical context. No, Proverbs is different. And you heard the purpose for the book of Proverbs here. It comes from Proverbs chapter 1, for gaining wisdom and instruction, understanding, prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair. That's what wisdom is. Wisdom is a daily choice of what is right. If you're taking notes this morning, that's the first point I would like you to take home with you today. Wisdom is a daily choice of what is right. It's that path. It's step by step. It's working in this choice. And that's our purpose, right? We believe that the book of Proverbs will deliver that to us. We're going to hear, we're going to wade through this sea of words in this book because we truly believe that it has real wisdom to offer us for a real life. And Proverbs provides promises. You heard some of those promises. You can look at them from different sections of this book. From chapter 8, it promises prudence, knowledge, and discretion the stuff by which kings rule, governors are, are just in their governance. These words will bring prosperity, will prolong your life, favor, good name, health even to your body, nourishment to your bones. It promises that your life will be overflowing with God's blessings. And then Proverbs tells you that this, it's well worth it. It tells you that you should choose this knowledge over silver, over choice gold. That this wisdom, it is more and nothing you desire can compare with it. You see, the authors of this book, they want to impress upon you that wisdom is one of the most important things that you can have in your life. That it is necessary for you, that you need this wisdom. And since I am a very generous, very kind, very gracious person, I'm going to tell you the secret to wisdom. And I won't charge you. 
There's a secret to wisdom is this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. That's it. That's what the wisdom of Proverbs is all about. The wisdom of Proverbs, it is all about trust in the Lord. To trust that the Creator God who made this entire world, who settled the mountains, established the clouds, set the boundaries for the seas, and marked out the foundations of the earth, that that God, that He cares about you. That that God delights in you. And because He delights in you, you can trust in Him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And those four words make this hard, right? To trust with all your heart means that you have to be fully committed to God's path and God's way. It means you have to completely accept that God has your best interests in mind at all times in every situation. It means that you have to completely agree and take in every single word that he has spoken, all his teachings, all his laws, his calls and demands for morality, the expectations that he has for you in your life, the expectations that he has for how you live every single day with every action. You have to buy in to all of that. It means you have to trust in the Lord when he talks to you about how you treat your neighbor or your wife or your son, or your daughter, or your older brother, or your younger sister, or your uncle Al. About how God calls you to respect even that political candidate that you would never vote for in a hundred million years, and yet still, somehow, they were elected. And the way that you love your wife, not just with your heart, but with your hands, with your eyes, with your mind, the commitment that you make to her. To trust in the Lord with all your heart quite literally means all your heart, all your being. And don't lean on your own understanding, the way that you think things ought to be and they ought to go. In fact, wisdom personified in chapter 8 speaks and says this, I hate pride and arrogance. You see, this is what wisdom will truly cost you. And it might be far more than 300 grand or gold or silver. Because wisdom will cost you your pride.
It takes humility. You have to be humble enough, humble enough that you will trust in God. That you will trust in God in every single circumstance. You need to be humble enough that you are willing to receive rebuke. No one likes rebuke. Unless you know that the one who disciplines you has your best interest in mind all the time. And so Proverbs says to you and to me, it says, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. The path of wisdom begins with humble trust in your Lord. Trust that the Almighty God always has your back. Trust that He loves you dearly. Trust that He cares about you. Trust that He will provide for you. Trust that He will be with you in every situation and every circumstance. Trust that God is wise above all others. Trust word is the best direction that you can ever take for your life. Trust that your times are in his hands. You see, wisdom is really about a relationship with God, and it is a relationship that is built on trust, a right relationship with God. That's the path of wisdom. An author named Kathleen Nielsen said something about this that I really appreciated. She said to recognize that wisdom is about this relationship that we have with our God. She says this, it's important to see and say, especially because of the common temptation to think of Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, as a collection of sayings rather than a book about relationship with God. The more carefully we read this book, the more we see wisdom as life lived in active relationship with God. Listening, following, repenting. And first and foremost, here at the start, fearing. Referring to that verse that says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. This fear, it is not terror, but it is reverence, it is about joy in who God is. Dear friends, do you know who God is? At the very end of the book of Proverbs, we hear some words from this guy named Agur. What a great name, right? <laughs> Put that on your list. Parents, you're going to have kids soon? All right. Agur, right? Put that on your list. Great name. Don't know anything about him, except that he's the son of Jacob, another great name. And yet God used him to say some words, to have them written down for us, because they're very important for us. And Agur, he comes and he's humble. And in his humility, he casts aside his pride. And he says this, he says, Surely I am only a brute and not a man. I have not learned wisdom. I do not have understanding. I have not learned wisdom, nor have I attained to the knowledge of the Holy One. And then he asked these striking questions. Who has gone up to heaven and come down? 
Whose hands have gathered up the wind? Who has wrapped up the waters in a cloak? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name and what is the name of his son? Surely you know. Now maybe Agur, son of Jacob, maybe he didn't know. But my dear friends, you do. You know the name of Jesus. You know God's Son. And that's the real secret. That you know the Son of God who dwelled in heaven itself and yet he chose to come down. He chose to come down for you and for me. You know the Son of God who has power coursing through every single fiber of his being. Incredible power. He was there at the beginning of creation. His hands formed this marvelous world. More power than we could ever possibly imagine. And yet, in his humility, he set that aside. He set it aside for you and for me. He was there at the creation, forming it together with God as Heavenly Father. He rejoiced in that creation. He rejoiced in the work of his Father. He delighted in his presence. And he delighted in all mankind. He delighted in the relationship that we could have with God, our Heavenly Father, And so when that relationship was broken, when that relationship was destroyed, and when we still today self-destruct and sabotage that relationship, he jumps into action immediately. He goes to work to restore, to heal. He comes in with his forgiveness and his grace, and he brings his mercy to bear on your heart and on my heart. You know God because Jesus vividly and clearly shows just how much God loves you. And so it's why Paul could boldly declare that Jesus is the wisdom of God. Because Jesus pursued a path of wisdom in his life, even though it didn't look like wisdom in the eyes of many He pursued a path that led him all the way to his cross, to a horrific death. But he pursued that path because it was the wisdom that reunited us with God. It was the wisdom that secured your eternity in your Heavenly Father's presence. It was a path that Jesus walked so that you could become a child of God. So that Jesus could become your righteousness, so that God could declare you holy in his sight. It was a path that Jesus chose to be your redemption, to buy you back, your body, soul, to buy you back into the family of God. Jesus walked that path so your relationship with God could be renewed and restored and secured for all eternity. And so Proverbs provides promises, but those promises are only rightly understood in Christ. And wisdom starts right here. It starts with Jesus and God's promises in Christ. 
That's how you pursue the path of wisdom. You trust in those promises of God. And so as we go throughout this entire series, we're, we're going to talk about practical applications of this wisdom. We're going to talk about how we interact with those around us, how we deal with our neighbor, how we make wise, financial, godly financial decisions, how we work in our marriages, what true success looks like in our life, how we talk to one another. We're going to talk about all of that, but it has to start right here on this foundation, the foundation of Jesus Christ. A foundation of the one who allows you to trust in God with all your heart. Because Jesus shows you just how much God cares. So are you ready to walk that path? Are you ready to come on this journey of wisdom, this biblical wisdom from God? And it'll cost you. It'll cost you your pride. But as you humbly submit to your God, as you trust in Him with all your heart and, and you don't lean on your own understanding, it's worth everything. And you now know the secret to a blessed, joyful life. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Amen? Amen.